You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As it says at the start, this is Locked On Indians. I am your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. You can follow me on Twitter at Draft. This is your uh, daily reminder to subscribe, listen to us uh, for your commutes using the Himalaya app, Google, uh, Google Play, iTunes. It's all helpful and huge. Uh, numbers did spike a bit with the draft, and I'm hoping we can continue with that momentum. On today's show, we are going to talk about the games this weekend. We'll talk about what's upcoming on the horizon. And the second half of the show, we are going to dive into statistics, which is something I've been promising. Talk about kind of where we are in terms of league leaders uh, or team leaders, you know, the rare guys who are among the league leaders. And then also just looking at team stats and seeing how the Indians stack up on the whole. I think right now everyone should be pretty happy. And the reason for that is if I had told you last Sunday that the Indians were going to take two or three from the Twins and two or three from the Yankees, I don't think anyone would have believed me. No one would have taken that bet at even money. The uh, Twins were coming into the game that had the coming into the series had the best record in baseball and the New York Yankees were the leaders in their division. You're looking at the two teams, I believe, with the best records in the American... Nope, that's not true at all. Uh, The New York Yankees do not... are tied for third best record with Tampa. Houston has the second best. Now, Cleveland will have a a series of games after this. I've mentioned before, it's a relatively easy stretch. You're looking at... uh, Detroit and Kansas City, uh, both those teams are under 400. Cincinnati, who is uh, playing better of late, so that could be. And you know they're, they always have some interesting offensive pieces. The Texas Rangers are, I believe, on that grouping, and that's going to be one of their harder matchups. Texas has been uh, surprisingly a lot better this year without really adding a whole lot. So that's going to be a team certainly to watch out for. And the other team that they'll face during this time are the Baltimore Orioles, who are tied with the uh, Royals for the worst record in the American League. So they're going to face both the teams with the worst record in the American League. Tigers, who are not much better. Um, The Reds, who are the worst team in the NL Central. That's a fairly competitive grouping. And then the Texas Rangers, the only team over 500 they're going to face from now until the All-Star break. So while the Indians currently sit just a game over 500 themselves and 10.5 back in the division, if we were to flip it over and look at the wildcard standings, they are currently uh, fifth in wildcard standings, and uh, they're a game and a half back right now. Yankees and the Rays are tied, and then the Texas Rangers actually currently would be the next team in, followed by the Boston Red Sox, then the Indians, and then the Oakland Athletics, then Chicago White Sox. Uh, So the Indians are still relatively in the thick of it when you look at the fact that two teams are going to get that uh, wild card spot, and while one of them right now, and the one who looks like they would have the home field advantage, will be someone from the AL East with the way those teams are playing, for uh, teams like the Indians, there's still a strong reason to stay competitive. The Indians, interestingly enough, when you look at the teams currently in the wild card, of the, the six teams that are right around 500, they're the only team with a negative run differential. 
Um, that's typically a really good indicator of success. You know, on the course of a year, good teams are going to significantly outscore um, the teams they beat. The fact that the Indians have a negative run differential is uh, is not a good indicator, nor is it very good luck for uh, the team moving forward. So we will talk about Friday's game first. Zach Plesak picks up his first major league win, strikes out five, gets into a little trouble early on, uh, but works his way through it. Uh, Nick Wetgren gets the hold, and Brad Hand gets the save. Uh, not a bad pitching performance by German on the other side. He was then placed on the disabled list, which um, the Yankees were already a bit weak at pitching, and it just got worse. Uh, game performances, when you look at the Indians, Mercado, Santana, Kipnis, all on the positive side of things. Naquin you'd probably put in just because of the home run as well. But it was a solid performance. Like I said, it started off a little bit rocky, but they came back around and pulled off the win. And Plesak just continues to uh, to star for the Indians. It's uh, it's nice to have him there and for him to be someone that the, uh, the Indians have been able to just to slot in and him to be as strong as he has performed. So we move on to Saturday, which was... Uh, a surpri- another surprising performance by Adam Plutko. Uh, he's pitched better in the majors than he has in the minors. The Indians beat CC Sabathia, uh, long time former Indian. Oliver Perez struggled in this one, but uh, Wetgren, Hand, Simber all do a nice job. And when you look at it, Roberto Perez with his 11th homer of the year. We'll go into that with some of the numbers uh, later on. Kevin P. with his second. Mercado already up to three. And then you got Perez with a double. Mercado with a double. Lindor and Luplo with a double. Luplo with two hits and a walk. Um, I I gave a lot of uh, crap for that deal, but right now I'm pretty happy with it just because Luplo has been so good against lefties, and that's kind of it's a point I made on the previous podcast or maybe it was two podcasts ago, I think this Indians team is actually better equipped to handle lefties than righties this year because it allows them to deploy Luplo, and he is uh, an extremely efficient player for them, and it makes the entire lineup top to bottom better. So having him kind of in reserve against lefties makes your lineup more effective. So they're after years of lefties being the bane, right now it's uh, you know a major strength. Roberto Perez was actually DH in this one, which is, you know, a bit of a risk for the Indians to do when they uh, they don't ha- really have that emergency third catcher. Uh, but they wanted to keep his bat in, right call to keep his bat in in the game, ball also giving his legs a rest. Mercado and Lindor. Uh, the o- Jose Ramirez had a walk, but him and Martin were the only ones without hits in the game. So let's move on to today's game. The one loss in the series. The Indians fell behind pretty early, 5 nothing. Or yeah, they fell behind 5 nothing and then it wasn't until the 6th that they got their first run across and they were able to tie it up in the 7th and then each team got a run across in the 9th before the Indians lost it in the 10th. Stephen Tarpley picked up the save. Tarpley has bounced around but I'll remember him as the like one Indians draft pick that got away. Um, 
this was 2011 maybe the Lindor draft um, they signed everybody in the top 10 rounds except for Tarpley he was the one player they didn't sign he was the the last um, him and Ross Kivett are the only two players the Indians have drafted in the top 10 rounds who haven't signed in the last decade uh, Tarpley has been well traveled bouncing around but he picks up the uh, save you guys are probably hearing my cat in the background who insists on being part of the podcast today um so it took the indians a while to get rolling in this one uh eventually though we you know jose ramirez gets two hits jake uh, mike freeman hits a home run martin hits a home run and bowers hits a home run they're able to get themselves back in it uh, Bieber gets has a horrible outing. His ERA is now up over four. He's been uh, there's been definitely some regression in his pitching approach. He's not quite uh, as effective as he had been. Uh, Cole, Goody, Clippard, Olson all keep it tight. Simber gives up the uh, the run in the ninth, and then Oliver Perez. Uh, gives up the uh, what turns into the losing run uh, in the 10th inning. For Bieber, he's been home run prone, and we saw that again in this matchup where he gave up the uh, the home run in the first. Uh, for the Indians, you know, you're not going to win them all. It was great to see them get the Chapman, who has been really effective this year. They got to Adam Odovino, who's been effective. I mean, it's you just look at that whole bullpen. The Yankees have built a monster there. Uh, yes, they had a weak starting pitcher in this one. They were doing kind of bullpen by committee. Um, Chad Green has struggled, but a year ago he was absolute nails for uh, the Yankees. If that's what I want to believe in my head, right? Yeah, last year was the year that he was pretty much untouchable. So he struggled a bit, but they let him be the openers. They did the bullpen by committee approach. Uh, the Indians... Uh, no, like I said, it's a loss, but I'm not going to sit there and harp on it because, again, two out of three from the Yankees, that is what you, uh, you're you more than happy with. So, weekend series. One game over 500. Uh, Texas, who does currently have the second wildcard spot, is the, uh, the only team that they'll face of note over the next few weeks. This is, like I said, this is maybe the most important stretch. Because if they come through this and they're still only a game over 500, or if they're not, uh, you know, looking significantly better, the question then becomes: We talked about the possibilities of a Brad Hand trade. Buster Olney had an article today about how, you know, he's uh, when you look at the top teams out there, they all need relievers. So the cost on someone like Brad Hand is just going to go up because it's going to be a seller's market. There's going to be a lot of buyers, and the Indians are going to be able to see what they can get. So this next month and a well, basically month, not even month and a half, but this next month will help determine, uh, you know, if the Indians are going to be buyers or sellers. And I know some people out there are like, well, why would you sell hand? Um, the uh, It's a chance to recoup some of the value that they traded away. Um, the bullpen has been really effective this year, so that's actually the best part of the team. And I know someone out there is screaming, so why would you trade the best pitcher on the best part of the team? Because um, you can get more value, uh, get some maybe players to help sooner than later, uh, and they have the depth to do it. Um, J. 
James Karinchak, whose name I keep mentioning, uh, was looking really good, but he hasn't pitched in a while due to injury. Uh, Sandland is already up in AAA. Brooms in AA. Nelson is in AA, and he'll get the move up soon. But right now it's like Karinchak is in his own little area, and then you've got the Sandland and Lewis grouping. Um, and then probably Broom right below them. But they're moving those arms up. They're getting guys ready to fill in and take those roles. Um, it's certainly going to be watched, something to watch as the year de- So I went a bit long on the front there, but uh, time for us to go into the ad break. Uh, Hotels.com, I tell you every time, I use them. They're, they save time, they save money. Their whole um, approach and model is based on the idea that if they are saving you time and money, you'll keep coming back and using them. If you use them to book your travel... They make money off of that. So their business model is based off of being simple, easy to use, and save you money. So it's just a no-brainer to use them. Hotels.com. BlueChew.com is our other sponsor. It is the Little Blue Pill with the same active ingredients as uh, Viagra Cialis. But since it's chewable, and it's the only chewable one, it gets in your bloodstream quicker. You don't have to plan. You can just uh, let the moments come. You don't have to pop a pill and then uh, go about your business. This way you can wait for the right moment and uh, chew it up and it will work quicker than the other ones. Um, I'm not saying it's instantaneous or anything, but uh, I I just know that making a chew will lets it get in your bloodstream quicker. So bluechew.com, if you go there and you enter the promo code MLB, you get a free sample. This is your chance to try it out if you've ever been curious. Uh, it gets discreetly mailed to your door, no mess, no embarrassment. When it arrives, no one knows but you. You don't have to deal with any hassle, and you're just paying the 5 bucks for shipping. So if you've ever been curious, you just want to try it out, it's 5 bucks. Skip a coffee for one day, and you can try it. BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. So I talked about us looking into statistics for the second half of the show today thought it'd be interesting to kind of look at who's doing what for the Indians and then to look at the team and the overall statistics. Uh, currently, when you look at the Indians, the home run lead, I always like to start there, uh, belongs to Carlos Santana again with 12. Lindor and Roberto Perez are tied for second with 11. And Jordan Luplo and Leonis Martin are the, uh, I don't know if you'd Technically, they'd more be fourth, but they're the you know they have the third highest total on the team. Uh, Martin has certainly fallen off a bit from his early hot play when he had five in the first month. Um, he is making a case to be one of the least productive guys, and you know if the Indians can move some stuff around. Um, Probably want to get Mark Cotto more time in center field. Martin's going to be a free agent to be who's not producing a lot. His brother was drafted this past weekend, just to you know give you a random draft nugget. But uh, yeah, uh, especially with him being a free agent to be, when you've got Oscar Marcato up, who is set to be your center fielder, then uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to to have him play if he's going to be a non-productive bat. Um, there was a time where I'd never look at batting average, but there's value to it. I mean, there's more value to on-base percentage, but it's still interesting to see that it goes Lindor, Lindor Mercado, Santana, and then a bit of a drop before Naquin, and currently still sitting fifth, even though it was only uh, 13 games, Was is Brad Miller, who's uh, tied with Mike Freeman. I just always chuckle at Miller still being listed among the leaders in anything. Um, 
going over to on-base percentage, it goes Santana, Freeman, Lindor, Mercado, Perez. Now, what we're seeing here is about the same five names coming up consistently. Slugging percentage, Lindor, Luplo, Santana, Perez, Mercado. So, very quickly, what we take from all of this is Lindor, Santana, Perez, Mercado uh, should be probably the first four hitters in your lineup because they are appearing in not just on base but slugging. Uh, they're doing both. They're getting on base and they're hitting the ball hard, and you want those guys to maximize their at-bats. Um, keeping Lindor one and Mercado as two is fine. Your three-hitter at this point really should be Carlos Santana, and your four-hitter should be Roberto Perez. Um, I understand if against lefties you make it Luplo, because, uh, I mean, that's fine, but Perez should be hitting fifth in that case. Uh, but those guys really should probably be your top four hitters at this point. And, uh, like I said, against lefties, that is where you move up Luplo. In terms of OPS... Santana, Lindor, Luplo, Perez, Mercado. And the thing is, really, after those five names, there is a drop-off. Like, those are the ones you want to go. Those are the guys you want to get the at-bats. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to really dive into the pitching stuff right now because I think we pretty much know who's been effective and who hasn't been effective. Um, the one thing I just want to point out, though, with pitchers is home runs given up. You got Bieber at 16, Carrasco at 14, Bauer at 13, Plutt going three starts at six. Um, the Indians have been incredibly home run prone this year. It's it's kind of mystifying just how bad they've been in terms of war. Uh, Bieber, then Hand, then Bauer, then Plesak, then Wetgren, who's tied with Clevenger. Clevenger had two starts. Plesak has had three starts. That's how bad some of the pitching has been this year, specifically the starting pitching. Um, that I mean, Brad Hand has been utterly fantastic. Uh, his ERA is now under one, but uh, Bieber, Bauer, and then Plesak is already good enough for fourth on the team. And War, for those who are not super uh, familiar, it's a compiling stat. So a guy who's been up two weeks... Um, you can look at the numbers, and yeah, there's a chance of a fluky high batting average, but his war isn't going to match up with someone who's been up for three months just because it compiles based on what you do. So the fact that Plesak in three starts is already amongst the top five is uh, indicative of the lack of success. Now there are two more offensive stats I want to look at, and these are from the advanced stat side of things. The first one is a weighted on base average. This was invented by... Uh, Tom Tango, I want to say. Yes. And it's basically, um, I mean, I could give you the like the Wikipedia, based it on linear weights designed to measure a player's overall offensive contribution. Basically, it's looking at uh, everything and then saying, this is how likely they are to um, get on base in their at-bats, to you know make a contribution. So Car uh, that's not the one I want to look at. There we go. Carlos Santana leads the team in that, followed by Lindor, Mercado, Luplo, Perez. You got Freeman, and then Brad Miller, Naquin, Bowers, Hanley Ramirez. So when you get down there, you know it's bad when you're down to Hanley. Um, problem is, below Hanley Ramirez is three Indian starters, and that's Leones Martin, Jose Ramirez, and the last amongst current Indians guys, and that's Jason Kipnis. He is 
the least effective hitter by a pretty significant margin. Um, yes, his batting average is 20 points higher than Jose Ramirez, but Ramirez walks at such a high rate that um, on base percentage, Jose Ramirez gets on base more than Kipnis. Uh, Kipnis does have the slightly higher slugging, but, uh, you know, we'll go into this with what runs created. But, uh, I mean, both of them have been awful. There's not really a good good way to state it. But the fact is the Indians have three starters who are at the awful range. And that is, uh, that's less than ideal uh, for any team, especially a contender. But uh, Santana and Lindor, um, you know, the shows, they've just been utterly fantastic. Uh, you have to be extremely excited with their production. What Mercado has done as a rookie has been awesome. What Luplo does in part-time play. And Perez, uh, you know, Kevin Dean on Twitter. Uh, I think it's K-Dean. Uh, you know, if you're listening to me, you probably know who he is. But he's been banging the drum on Perez for a while and pointing out some really good stuff. And it's, you know, there were the, the signs with heart hit percentage and things like that that he was just a bit unlucky. Um so he's never going to be a high average guy, but you can deal with the low average because he walks at a high rate and he's hitting for power. So we'll see how it continues to go, but that's a, definitely a positive development and he's playing super well. The other advanced offensive stat, I, one that I look at often is the old WRC plus. Now that is uh, weighted runs created plus. So it's uh, 100 is average and we're just going to see you know who's above average and who's below, uh, of course, go down the list again, but we're looking for, you know, who are the bats that are performing, and for this one, it's just easy for me to see, because it is, I know over 100 is good, under 100, bad, and the farther you get in each direction is, you know, really good or really bad, Carlos Santana again leads the team there, uh, just one point ahead of Lindor, then comes Mercado, uh, so Santana's 139, Lindor 138, Mercado 125, Leplo a 123, and Roberto Perez a 116. So those are all strong performers, and it's the same five guys for pretty much every statistic. Then you come down, and Mike Freeman is next, who has been a pleasant surprise. Um, part of the reason he's been so effective um, is uh, he's walking 18% of the time. He's just walking at an unbelievable rate. He's walking at a higher percentage than Carlos Santana does, and we know that that's uh, it's an area that Santana excels in. Now, Freeman has absolutely no power. His slugging is awful, um, but he's right about an average uh, player. So the Indians are probably better when you have Freeman at second base than when you have Jason Kipnis um, because of how bad Kipnis is. Now, Kipnis is, rates as a better defender this year than him so, than Freeman, so it's, it's even keel, but we'll get there. Under Freeman's Brad Miller, then comes Naquin, uh, who's down to a 77, so he's well below average. Uh, Jake Bowers is a 71, well below uh, league average production. Uh, Bowers has actually been worth a negative war this year, which is uh, a bit painful. Freeman is worth a negative war as well because the defense has not been great. Um, but yeah, Bowers' his production has just been incredibly inconsistent, and that's hurt his value. Uh, Leonis Martin is a negative 5 war, and he is down to a 58. So that's that's pretty bad. Jose Ramirez is a 57, and Jason Kipnis a 53. So those guys, are, and they all have negative uh, F wars, fan graph wars. So if the Indians are trying to contend, one of the big problems is you have these 
five guys essentially who are performing really well, but then you have four guys who it'd be one thing if it's like, oh, well, Jose Ramirez is having a uh, a down year. He's he's like an average hitter. He is having a down year. He is one of the worst hitters in baseball. Jason Kipnis is uh, a 32-year-old second baseman who has been declining for the last four years. Uh, he probably shouldn't play every day, but he does, and he's sitting high in the lineup. Uh, Leonis Martin is a 31-year-old center fielder who started out hot but has really come back to earth and probably shouldn't be playing every day, but he is. And uh, I guess it's just, you know, those are the three guys who it really pulls down the rest of the lineup at this point. Um, I'll stand by what I said. Kipnis should never play against a left-hander. And when he is uh, in there against righties, he should be near the bottom of your lineup. you got to let Jose Ramirez swing at this point, even though he's been atrocious because you have him signed for a long time and he's... Uh, still just 26 years of age. Uh, Leonis Martin, they need to, you don't necessarily cut bait, but they need to not play him quite as much. Um, you know, maybe they just need to look into platooning him. I have not really looked at his, uh, his splits. Um, uh, this year, I mean, he is definitely really bad against lefties. So he should probably not play against lefties, but then uh, Tyler Naquin has to, but that's the problem with all the left-handed bats. Um, you know, it's a, a no-win scenario relative to the uh, the Cleveland Indians. And the other thing with Martin is, I mean, his, his biggest value a year ago when he performed really well... Um, it's that plus the defense. The defensive ratings this year are not good either. So, again, especially because that's looking like that's Marcato's going to be your center fielder next year, likely. Um, unless, you know, Bradley Zimmer can manage to, to stay healthy. But it just seems like those Zimmer boys are both made of crepe paper. Uh, you know, his brother is always hurt. He's always hurt. Um, maybe putting him in, in left or right will help him. Uh, he can still cover a ridiculous amount of range. Mercado is likely, I mean, he's, if nothing else, he's an option to be here in every day, uh, center fielder. So it's, it's time to let him play there, have Martin play a corner. Um, when Zimmer is ready, uh, you really want to cut back on Martin's time at that point. He should be, uh, a, a fourth outfielder. And then you just, uh, ride the, the Nake one Luplo platoon, um, you have no reason to stick with Martin. If he's not performing offensively or defensively, if you have to let him go, you let him go. I, you just you can't ride someone who brings no value and is in their 30s and is going to be a free agent anyways, um, especially one who's had an extremely inconsistent career. And while he was great a year ago, um, the inconsistencies are showing again this year. So it's a Monday, and I went massively long. Um, I hope uh, no one's complained yet. It seems that people like the long ones, that uh, more is a better thing, but let's try to keep this under 30 minutes. So thank you for listening, rating, reviewing, using the Himalaya app. That is all great for us. And as always, go Tribe.